joke time with Cecil. Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about stuff. And by we, I mean the rare occasion where it's just me. I'm actually just sitting here uh, chilling out, mm. sipping on a uh, bunch of 151 rum. I started off pretty poorly. I, I started drinking it uh, straight, which I was quickly informed by Blue Shark that that was not the way to drink 151 rum. So I started mixing it with a little bit of uh, Coca-Cola, and uh, yeah, it goes down a lot smoother with a little Coke in it. Who the hell knew? But it's uh, it's Cruzon 151 rum. If you are just out to get drunk, damn, I can't recommend anything other than Cruzon 151 rum. Man, the stuff packs a punch. Now, it's been said multiple times that uh, that maybe there's an alcoholic problem in this building. I don't know. There could be. Since, uh, I mean, whenever my wife pours me a drink, I ask her to pour it light, she'll pour nine shots into it, and I call that a light drink, so, uh, yeah, maybe we do have an alcoholic problem here, but, uh, I'm okay with it. I don't have a problem drinking, I can drink just fine. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what I'm going on about. But anyways, 151 rum, it's, uh, it's by Cruzon. I mean, there's a bunch of 151 rums out there, eh. Jesus Christ, Bacardi makes them, Cruzan makes them. I think even there was a, uh, I think there was a short run of Captain Morgan's at one point in time, but I really can't remember that one, and uh, probably because I drank a whole bottle of it, if that's the fact. But that's what I'm drinking. I was going to introduce everybody else, but there really is nobody else here tonight. Uh, there might be some people later on, but uh, everybody had to bail. Man, Cyber, uh, Cyber got shafted with a sucky, sucky. Uh, work schedule tonight you know I, I definitely don't blame them and blue again with work just uh got totally shafted so uh so i reached out and said hey who wants to be on the show and everybody's like oh i could be on a couple hours but you know what man it's uh it's snowing out which is really strange for virginia but uh it's snowing out so i gotta wake up stupid early so i can get into work which means i can't record stupid late like i would normally like to however i can get drunk now and then go to bed, which is awesome. But yeah, let's see here. What's next? Uh, crap. <laughs> I've been drinking a lot of rum. State of Games. State of Games is actually where we pontificate about how we feel games are just in general today. Or uh, we talk about what we've been playing for the past week. But because I've got some time to kill, you get to you get to partake in both. Because it's just me. So let's see here. Let's uh, let's start off with what I've been playing. I have actually been playing a ton. I have uh, I finished my last class in school, so I've got a bunch of time on my hands. So I've been playing a bunch of games. Uh, Division two was I think three bucks. How the hell can you pass up a full game for three bucks, especially one? Now, granted, you can argue that Ubisoft isn't the best developer in the world. But they make some pretty high-quality games, and they support their games on the back end, so I can't really complain about that. 
yeah, Division Two was three bucks, so I picked it up. I think I told everybody I possibly could about it, and and hoped that they would pick it up. Uh, a bunch of us jumped in. Shadow actually has been playing Division Two for quite some time. He actually got it free when he got his video card, and he's just loved that damn game. And I don't blame him. The game is good. My gripes about it is I, I didn't like Division One mostly because it was wash, rinse, repeat. And every game is wash, rinse, repeat. So don't don't get like oh every game is wash. Yeah, I know every game is wash, rinse. But the but the Division One was was very very go into this alley find this piece of data on the ground listen to it it gives you a little bite of information um a little little tidbit of the story and then that's really it like that's what you've got to work on and there's just like like the dark zone i don't know the dark the dark zone's fun the dark zone's got some you know it's, it's their pvp element and it is fun but man you just get in there and uh i mean i'm I'm not as good as I used to be, so Twitch-based is just not its just not where it's at for me. So I jump in there, and I'll just get completely wrecked in the Dark Zone, which sucks because, you know, a whole thing. It's like Destiny. Like, in, in Destiny 1, man, I, I loved playing that game. And even Destiny 2, I loved playing that game, but the, the, the PvP aspect of it was just so sweaty. And, uh, and you can, you know, you can, you can say all you want that, oh, Destiny isn't a... Isn't a competitive game? Well, yeah. Well, it may not be. <laughs> and I guess that just says how competitive I am because I certainly do not rank when it comes to those games. So it's, it's really tough to jump in there. And I feel like I'm a completionist, so having a whole segment of a game completely kind of quarantined off and something that I just... And I know I could just get good. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an old guy. i, I got to hold down a job. I've got to keep a house over my family you know i gotta uh, i gotta put food on the table i mean you don't want to hear my woes but i mean that's that's the that's the legitimacy of it and i'm pretty sure there's there's several people out there that can relate to that you know you've, you only have so much time that you can devote to games so really taking the time and 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 trying to get good it just uh man maybe when i retire <laughs> <laughs> that'll be great if I retire and I'm like that that 80 year old guy that's wrecking people because all I do is just sit around and play games. I just sit there and get cortisone shots into my wrist so that I can't feel the pain and I just wreck house. Like that would be great. Now what else have I been playing? Uh, oh, I do. Jesus, I um I jumped into No Man's Sky again. I forgot how much fun that game is, uh, and I genuinely mean fun. And I uh, know there's probably people listening right now. Oh, No Man's Sky sucks. Okay, yeah, No Man's Sky sucks. But you know what? Hello Games has really, like, they have really put in the time. Like, they, they, they set out to make a game and make an experience. They made the game, and then they continued to make the game. And I, I can't knock them for, for how much work that they put into this and how much, how much they've actually just, like, how far they've gone. They've... Like, if you take a look at the No Man's Sky community, it has done a complete 180. There are those people that are still, of course, diehard. Oh, the game sucked when it was released and still sucks now. Yeah, well, you know what? If you're still in that frame of mind, you have not played the game. You, you have just totally not played the game. The game has expanded. I mean, when the game first released, you flew around in a ship. You collected some, some meager resources. There was really no quest lines whatsoever. And you just... 
Like you literally just collected. It was kind of like Minecraft when it first started out. Um, and I compare it to Minecraft because there's a lot of the same elements. It's not quite, you know, dig down to the center of the world and go on from there. But there's a, there's a lot to the game that, uh, there, there was still a lot to the game when it first came out, but it was just like Destiny 2 in a, in a sense where there was real no motivation to do it. You know, there, there was, and now, granted, I'm not saying that when No Man's Sky came out, there was a shit ton of stuff to do. There wasn't. Okay? There, there was not a shit ton of stuff to do. And that's all right. Because the mechanics were fun. I mean, the first time you repair your ship and you break Atmo, God, for, for the for the sci-fi exploration geek, damn, that was the biggest hard-on that I think I could have gotten. If I'd gotten any harder, I, I probably would have just, like, it would have popped off like a dandelion head. Just boop, right off. I just... I've been rolling around on the ground. I've been looking for it, trying to sew it back on. Uh, but, you know, Hello Games, I I, I got to keep giving it to them. And, and they're not paying me. I mean, I wish they were paying me, but they're not paying me. They're not paying me to say a goddamn thing about them. But they really are. They get they get my respect for for not only weathering the storm of, 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 of the just the horrendous, horrendous feedback that they've gotten. Uh, and just weathering that storm and, and, and really coming out and just, you know, t- taking feedback and, and becoming stronger from it. And I think that's something that we can all r- relate to. You know, n- not not all of us can t- take negative feedback and turn it around and, and really make something positive of it. And those developers of that game, I mean, come on. I mean, they, they if anybody recognized them at the store, I'm pretty sure they would just berate them. That's how bad that game launched. But, but you know they they stuck by it you know it's 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 what gaming companies or or, or I guess in my romantic view it's what gaming companies really should be you know they they should they should come out with what they should come out with their vision is they they should uh, they should really focus on what they want to do and and do it and and not just just bend to the will of uh, of what their customers or what, or what the you know what everybody says. I mean, not to say that that Hello Games didn't. I'm I'm sure they did to a degree, but they set out. They said that they were going to do X, Y, and Z. And man, you know what? I I always say I got to go back and re-listen to all those, all those interviews where they they promised the world and then didn't deliver it. But man, every every review or every uh, every interview I ever listened to, or everyone that I can remember, I can always remember saying that they wanted to do it. And I've already said this, so I don't need to reiterate again. But I just, I just think that they really uh, they got a they got a rough start and I mean honestly to, to turn around and, and and have a game as fun as No Man's Sky I mean the mechanics were always fun and that's the thing that blew me away so the mechanics were always fun so I, I never minded jumping back in and every time that there's a new update I love jumping back in because I know already the mechanics of the game are fun and you know maybe you know maybe it's just this old guy I mean but they were easy too. You know, there's there's a little bit of of a, of attacking of PVE in it, but I mean, it's not it's not so much that it it deters you from the game, or, or so much that it can be overwhelming. I mean, granted, you you run into a bunch of freighters and you start open up open up fire, then yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're gonna get wrecked, or maybe you won't. Maybe you're that good that you just don't get wrecked, and and then no well, shit, you want to fly on my wing because I definitely need the help. But yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 going off on a tangent here. What else have I played? Oh, I played some RimWorld. Man, I love that game too. God damn you, Damoc. 
How that, why that, why'd you get me into that game? That was just that was just a silly amount of fun of the game. It really is. It, if you haven't played RimWorld, it's it's colony base management game, and it's brutal. It's unforgiving. It's amazing. Uh, there's so many mods for it. There's there's a Steam Workshop for it, and and really there there's just so many enhancing things. Like okay, there there's something I just touched on that I, I guess I, I gotta I gotta talk about now. The Steam Workshop of the modding community. Yeah, you know, I, I can you go back way back when, and a game just came out, and and that was it. You know, that's what you got. There 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 was no there there was no modding community. And then you get games that are literally based on a mod. I mean, Counter Strike. Just take a look at that and how big that's gotten over the years. I mean, that game is just. I mean, it got huge for a while there, and then it's just kind of doing a lot. But it, but it's one of those games that like. It just it won't die, you know. You think to yourself, "God, this 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 game has been out forever. It's it's gotta die sometime." But no, I mean, the game is still out there. People still play it. Hell, I still play it. I still enjoy it. Uh, Graveyard Keeper, man, those uh, that style game that just that sucks you right in. You'll be playing it for, you'll figure out, you know, I'll I'll jump on and play it for 15, 20 minutes. Four hours later, you're just gone like you don't even know where the time is gone uh i can actually it, it wasn't it, it wasn't recent recent it was actually back in i think uh i think it was early december or maybe maybe it was late november but i was just playing that game i said you know i'm gonna jump in i'm gonna take a break i'm i'm, I'm so diehard into school right now I just gotta take a break i gotta unwind i just gotta relax a little bit and i started playing graveyard keeper and i thought to myself yeah man you know just, i'll play this for like an hour and then I'll, uh, I'll go brush my teeth. I'll go lay in bed, maybe browse Reddit for a little while. And I'll be good. It'll be great. I'll, I'll be fine. Uh, yeah, my alarm went off to tell me to get up in the morning. And I went, uh-oh. <laughs> this is bad. Oh, man, that was a great day at work. Uh, I got there and I, uh, and, and I'm the I'm first one in the door. Thankfully, the first one out of the door, too. The first one in the door and I'm just doing my morning checks and Going, man, and I and I have this rule. So it's a stupid rule, but uh, I have a rule that I do not drink any caffeine before noon. And uh, don't ask me why. It's just something I made up a while ago, and I've just tried to stick by it. And I'm not always, I'm not always great that I adhere to it. You know, it's just like Morpheus said. You know, some rules can be bent, others broken. You know, you set along, you set, you set guidelines for yourself. It's just like a diet. You set guidelines for yourself, and you say, I'm not going to step out of these bounds, but Every now and then you do, and yeah, you just you just run with it. Anyway, so so I, I said I'm not going to, I'm not going to have any any caffeine before noon. And man, that day was brutal because I get, I I actually leave there around three o'clock, so it's it's not like I'm there for all that much longer afternoon. But man, it was so brutal. I remember uh, I had. I think it was a Bang energy drink. Which have you ever had Bang? I mean, Bang Rain. They're they're all those. They're like double caffeine drinks. They're like monsters on steroids. And uh, I had a couple of those hanging around. So I literally I had this this Bang energy. I think it was the Carnival candy, which tastes a lot like the marshmallows on Lucky Charms. And, and I was sitting there, and I I had this. It's sitting on my desk, and I kept looking at it like. Uh, you're mine. And, and I looked at the clock and it was like 11, like 54, 55 or something. I'm like, five minutes, you are mine. Uh, 
And it was just like the, the next five minutes, I got no work done because I was just focused on, on getting that drink open. And man, as soon as I did, it was, God, it was, uh, I can't even remember the name of the thing now. I'm so drunk, but, uh, ambrosia. That was it. It was like ambrosia in my hands. And as it touched my lips, I just, I took that first sip and you know, like, you know, when you're, you're just anticipating and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm, it's only me, but you know, when you're anticipating that drink, like, like, like that, that, that alcohol drink or that caffeinated drink, and you're just anticipating it and you're kind of getting like, you know, the cravings, you know, like you're that heroin addict and you're just like, you know, give me the needle. I just want to hold it. Or, you know, you're that cigarette fiend and you're just like, just, just let me hold a cigarette. You know, you bum a cigarette off of somebody. And that's just one of those things, like, you can always tell a drug addict. And that's not a good or bad thing, but you can always tell a drug addict when they're bumming a cigarette off of you because they'll sit there and, and you'll say, like, you know, hey, here, you know, you can have a cigarette. And the whole walk down the hall to be like, hey, can I have it? Can I have that cigarette? Can I have that cigarette? It's like, dude, like, once we get outside, I'll give you the cigarette. You're not going to smoke it in the hall. Well, you can always get, you know, you can always tell those. Those, those addicts, they just get, they, they have to have it. They have to have it in their hand. And that, that was like me with that drink. I was like, I had to have that drink. I had to have it in my hand. And I was just, I was anticipating it. And that first sip, as soon as you take that first sip, you're like, oh, I'm just like, you know, the warmth goes over the body as you're, as you take that, as that, that's that first hit of caffeine hits you. And you're like, oh, there it is. That's what I was looking for. But then I've got this weird thing where, I'll take a sip of caffeine and almost immediately I will get tired. I, like I have to have 120 milligrams plus of caffeine or I'll immediately get tired. It, it's been this way since I was a kid too. Like when I was a kid and I say kid, you know, like uh, the 14, 15 range. But uh, like when I was a kid, I, 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 I well, I don't sleep now either, but when I used to not sleep then, I, I used to, uh, like when I really, I had to sleep, like I had a test in the morning or a final or something, and I had to sleep, I would go get a Jolt Soda. Now, for those of you that recognize Jolt Soda, and I understand it's still out here, but man, it's, it's nowhere near as big as it was forever ago. But if you recognize Jolt Soda, then you're old. <laughs> you're freaking old, dude. If you, if you remember Jolt Soda, you're freaking old, dude. And that's okay, because I'm old too. But yeah, I used to get a Jolt Soda. I used to just pound that thing, and uh, like I literally pass right the hell out. I would, uh, I would pound that. I'd lay down in bed, and I'd just sit there and stare at the ceiling for a little bit. Like, man, I gotta get some sleep, and boop, I'd be out. Next thing you know, it's four or five hours later. I'm up, and I'm like, damn, that was fantastic. I feel great. Get up, go rock out a test, and uh, and and be all good about it. Man, speaking of speaking of tests, man, I'm just going all over the place here. Well, you guys are just going along for this ride. We're gonna call this episode "Story Time with Cecil" because that's what you got. You got Story Time with Cecil. Uh, speaking of tests, I uh, man, I just I, I remember forever ago. Now, now I'm I'm not I'm not a strong test taker. Let me let me start there. I'm not a strong test taker, and uh, I was a pretty should I still am a pretty stubborn person. And and stubborn, well, stubborn as in, like, right now, nobody's here. You're still getting a show. Because that's how stubborn I am. So when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to freaking do it. Come hell or high water. Granted, I'm drinking alone, which that probably says something that I should get therapy for. But anyways, tests, tests, as I digress. So I uh, 
back in the day, we had uh, Math 1 and Math 2, and then uh, it was like Math 3, but it was like Advanced Math or whatever. But I'm a Math 1 course, which is all, you know, BS algebra. It's, it's nothing crazy. It, it, it's not hard stuff, okay? Let's put it that way. It's not hard stuff. If you're listening to this show, you've probably already taken some sort of algebraic class, and you realize it's not hard stuff. However, when you're a kid, it's pretty hard stuff. Yeah, you know, you're learning it. You don't really know what's going on. Anyway, so I wasn't a really strong test taker. So uh, anytime we had a quiz in class, I would just bomb it because I'm not a strong test taker. Homework-wise, though, uh, it was funny because like, math is one of those things that you either get or you don't. Like, there's there's no real in-between on math. Like, you don't kind of get math. You either get math or you don't get math. Math 1, being as easy as it was, I got math. I got it. Like, it, it was it was simple for me. It, it wasn't anything that I had to think about. And it really wasn't anything that I had to really comprehend all that much. It was just, like, you just regurgitated it, and there was the answer. They wanted to see the word. You just threw out some shit, and you're done. But uh, I, I remember, like, every night, every single night, I would get called by, uh, by several people. Um, one was a, a, a chick named, named Carrie. Uh, and I, you know, thinking back on it, I think she may have had a thing for me. I'm not sure. I'm not a really attractive person. So maybe I'm just, like, idealizing it in my head, thinking maybe she did. but Or maybe she's just trying to get, get homework out of me, and that was the only thing. But anyway. She would always call me, and uh, and she would ask for help with math, and I had no problem with it because I'd just sit there and I'd like cook bacon or some French fries, and I just talk her through it. Well, the best part is, is that literally everybody who sat around me, including some of the preppy kids, would call me for help with math because I was helping out Carrie, or I would help out my my friend Putz, or or something. I just I would just help out people because that's that's kind of my nature. Just, I like to help people. It makes it makes me feel good when I help somebody out, which is, you know, it's kind of one of those weird things. You know, you, you'd like to say that you're helping somebody out because it's the right thing to do, but really when you're helping somebody out, it makes you feel good. So it's really a selfish act. It's, it's not a, it's not really a selfless act. It's really a selfish act. You're making yourself feel good, you know. Even if, it, you know, like you might be making yourself feel good because, you did something horrible, so you're trying to do something good, so you can kind of balance out the forces of evil. But uh, you know, it's still in the end, it still ends up being a selfish act. And there are very few selfless people when they're trying to help people. Not saying that there aren't people out there. And uh, you know, if you're one of those people, hey, kudos to you. But I recognize that when I help people, it makes me feel good, and that's a selfish act in, in my mind. That's a selfish act when I just try to help people. That that. That is me trying to feel good about myself because, I don't know, maybe it's because I only, like, I never really feel like I'm amounting to much or something. And that's, like, some cathartic way of, of making myself feel good. I don't know. Like, booze makes you feel good, too. I should drink more booze instead of helping people. That sounds like a plan. Anyway, like, I'm digressing now. Like, we're getting into therapy now. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um... So I get down to my math test, the, the final, you know, back in high school, the final, you know, that was the big thing. God, do you guys remember finals? Like you'd, you'd get all like stressed out over a final coming up. You'd, you'd cram in for however long it was just to make sure you passed. Well, anyway, so I, I, I sat there and uh, I showed up 
I showed up for the final. And I'm just sitting there and I'm BSing with some friends. And, uh, and my math teacher, we'll just call him Mr. F. You can fill in the rest of the letters if you want. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Mr. F, he comes up to me and he says, Hey, you know, you, you don't do, uh, you don't, you don't have to take the test if you don't want to. And I was totally confused, like, just like way out there confused. And I, uh, I said, uh, okay. Um, what do you mean? He's like, well, you know, you'd have to get like a, a 90, 91 on a test to pass the class. So, you know, if you, if you don't want to take it, it's all right. You can, you know, we'll just meet up next year in summer. And I just looked at him like with literally this, this look of absolute disgust. And, uh, you know, I, I was always taught you respect your elders, no matter how much of a jerk they are. You always respect your elders. And, uh, thankfully later on in life, I figured out that that's not quite the case, but. That's another story. But anyways, I was always taught, you know, respect your elders. And this guy was older than me. And I literally, I just looked at him with this, uh, God, you know, it, it was almost, it was almost like, you know, that taste that you get when, when you're around fresh laid road tar or like sealant on a driveway and there's just that bitter taste in your mouth. It was like that, only a feeling. That's the best way I could describe it. And I just looked at him. I said, just give me the test. And uh, I sat down, you had, you had three hours, you had two hours that you had to spend there, but you had three hours to take the whole test. So I literally, I took all three hours and I literally, I, I went through every single question multiple times, something I, I never did and I have never done since. Like that's to tell you how, how irked I was at this human being that uh, I, I literally, I spent every last second on this test. And I was probably one of the last people in that room. And I walked up and I had the answer sheet in my hand. I walked up to the table and there was, there was three teachers there. Um, both Mr. F senior, Mr. F, my teacher. And, uh, I think it was, I think it was Miss J. I think it, I think it was her. She's an English teacher. Awesome, awesome English teacher. I don't think I ever had her though. I mean, had her for a teacher, not had her. Like, I know there's, like, all this weird stuff about people banging teachers and stuff. Like, that was never going to happen there. Uh, but I never had her as an English teacher. Um, I remember I walked up, like, the little snot-nosed kid that I was. Like, I'm, there's no doubt about it. I was a pretty arrogant little SOB. And I walked up. I threw the paper at him from, from probably a couple feet away and just, like, flicked it. You know how, like, you, you flick your wrist? You just like have something in your hand and you just flick your wrist like you're throwing a playing card between two fingers. It was just like that. I just flicked it at him and I said, I won't be seeing you next year. And I turned around. I didn't just walk away. I strutted. I strutted like I owned that building away. And man, I like, I was, I was such a little, like if I was on the other side of that table, I would have had rage towards me. Like that, that's how bad, that's how bad I was performing at that point in time. Um, it's really a low point in my life, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> and I, I remember I got there the next day. I had a history exam the next day and history got that was, that's a whole other subject altogether. Didn't do well on that test, but I had, I had history the next day and Mr. F walks up to me and I'm a tall dude. I'm, I'm like, I was about, I think I was about six, three ish at the time. Um, maybe six, two. And, uh, Mr. F was short. Like, he was a little wrestler short. He walks up to me and he goes, he goes, stand up. And I stood up and I towered over him. He's like, whoa, 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 sit back down. I'm like, 
okay. And I like, I'm already, I'm already peeved at the guy. So it's, it's not like, yeah, I'm already peeved at the guy. So it's not like, uh, it's not like I'm really happy to see him. <laughs> He's like, I want to shake your hand. It's like, okay. And I shook his hand because, you know, I'm not that much of a jerk. He's like, you got a 96 on that test. And I said, yeah, I told you I wasn't going to see you next year. And he goes, if you knew the subject so well, why didn't you do well in the class? And I looked at him and I started naming off people. I was like, who sat in front of me? And I named them. And I said, was their homework done? He said, yeah. And I said, what about the person to my right? And of course, I went around each individual person around me. And every single time, he's like, yeah, their homework was done. And he's like, what's the point? And I said, who do you think they called? And I'm pointing at myself at that time. I'm like, who do you think they called when they needed help with their homework? He's like, well, then he's like, well, why didn't you do the work? And I said, well, by the time I've done it four times, I don't want to do it again. But granted, I could have just, you know, I could have just done it at some point in time when I was on the phone with people and just done it. But I was a snot-nosed kid. What the hell did I know? I just, I was doing half, half a ton of other stuff. And by the time I came around to it, I'm like, nah, I'm too bored. I'm not going to do it. But yeah, those were, God, those were the days, man. Young and dumb. When you could just, you could act so stupid. And there was no ramifications of it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you heard stories of buying or getting hit by a snowplow or falling out of a tree or something like that. And you're just like, that's stupid. How the hell did you survive that? I don't know. I'm a kid. I bounce. I survived it. So we all survive it. And nowadays, I got hit by a snowplow. You'd, you'd find me in the hospital trying to convince them that I'm okay. And they're like, no, like, you got a lot of stuff broken here. You got you to gotta take care of that. And I'd be like, no, I'm fine. Really? See? It's supposed to fall off like this. Oh, God. How the hell did I get from what am I playing into getting hit by a snowplow? Look, if you're listening, comment on this and and tell me how the hell I got there because I'm going to be editing this later and I'm probably still not going to know. I'm probably still going to be sitting there scratching my head going, "Ah, I don't don't know how I got here, but it definitely wasn't anything logical. What else have I played? I mean, that's pretty much been it. Oh, I've been playing a ton of guitar. Uh, if, if you know the song Breakdown by Tantric, actually, you know what? I have, I have a personal best. I have always been a doodler on guitar. I, uh, I can play probably two dozen different intros, uh, to different songs, but, uh, I've never actually sat down and learned an entire song. The closest I ever got was Evanescence Bring Me to Life, but I can't say that I've memorized that entire song. I can play the entire song for Tantric Breakdown. Pretty much because there's only three actual parts to it in there. I mean, other than the the finger pinking part at the beginning, it's uh, it's actually all really really easy. So I uh, have an I have an official best to call. I can play Tantric Breakdown. I've also can play the intro to Stairway to Heaven, but that's like a 15 minute intro. So I guess that kind of counts as a whole song because stupid long. I'm working on that one next. I don't know. I just love playing guitar. It's just fun. It's a, uh, it's a nice release. After you've been just kind of focusing, it, it's kind of it, you know, it's kind of like. A, and and for those of you who work with computers or, or work in the tech field, you'll understand this probably more than than anybody else. But you know, you sit there and you work all day, and and you're using so, so like manual labor, a mechanic, uh, or a ditch digger or a construction worker. And I'm not saying that you don't use your mind. You absolutely do use your mind. There's no doubt about it. You use your mind. But for somebody who sits down and works on servers or works on networks or works help desk, 
literally your the only muscle you're using is your mind. Uh, you know, you can argue with me about you're using your fingers to type. Yeah, okay, but let's let's really look at this. You're, you're really only using your brain. Like that's the only muscle you're using, and it's as fatiguing uh, as, as as digging a ditch all day. Like it's it's mentally exhausting to the point of. Uh, and I used to, I used to like really, I used to really kind of, I don't want to say look down on, but I used to, have, I had, I used to have a bad impression of my parents because they would get home and all they would do is watch TV, like they'd sit down on the couch and they'd watch TV. You know, I mean, they they clean the house and they do dishes and they cook dinner and shit like that. But on their downtime, a lot of the time they would just sit there and watch TV. And I always looked down on that, like, man, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy who just comes home and sits down and. And just turns on the television, just watches it for hours on end for, you know, and that was my main source of entertainment. So I literally, I like, like all through my 20s, I would force myself to uh, to go out, hike mountains, snowboard. And I loved it. Like, I I, I loved that frame of mind. I mean, you know, your, your parents always want you, I guess your parents and then as a parent, you always want your kid to be better than you. You know, you always want them to be to achieve more than you, to not make your mistakes. And uh, I, mean, I don't know where the account of his mistakes, but I, I guess that was one thing that my parents did for me. You know, I always I always saw them uh, bumming around the house, so I, I always kind of forced myself to get out of the house. Now, granted, I've been doing schoolwork for the past, like, five years, so I literally have not left the house in, like, five years. So that's pretty bad. But as soon as I get done, I'm, I'll, my goal is to get back out there and do my do my do the things that really I loved again, which is hiking, snowboarding, being outside, you know, archery. That's that's good fun stuff. I don't know what the hell I was talking about. I got sidetracked talking about watching TV and stuff. I probably should have wrote this stuff down. Probably would have been easier. Especially since I got like a whole hour that you got to sit here and listen to me talk. And it is at least, you know, at least you got some drunken ramblings. I think it's about all the games I'm playing now. I, I went off on my tangents. I'm sure if Ko was here, he'd say he was playing Black Desert. Because, man, that place, that guy plays in Black Desert. What have I been doing with my time? That's a great question. I know somebody was asking that. What have I been doing with my time now that I'm not doing so much schoolwork? Because I got another uh, another 10 or ten or 11 days. Yeah, I think it's about 10 days before I can start up my new class. I have been watching videos and doing all the studying I can around the subject of my next class, which is economics. And I'm sure every single one of you is listening right now going, oh, God, economics. And if there's that one guy or one girl or dude or Apache helicopter, however you identify, I don't really care. But if there's that one dude out there that's listening going, man, I love economics, contact me. GNA podcast at GNA and your DNA dot one. Because I'm sure as hell going to need your help when this class comes up. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been watching videos left and right trying to trying to. Just be prepared, get ready for the class. And it's not hard stuff. It's not. It's it's going to be easy. And, and honestly, I'm probably prepping more than I need to. But uh, yeah, that's my next class. But what have I been doing besides you know playing some video games, playing guitar? Uh, I really don't know. Like I, I get home and I literally just... Uh, there's probably about 10 or 15 minutes where I walk around the house not knowing what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. Like, literally, I'm lost. I'm so used to coming home, sitting down, and immediately hitting the books that uh, 
I, I literally don't know what, to do, know what to do myself. And when I graduate, I'm probably going to be like that for a good month where I just walk around the house going, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I, I literally don't know what I'm supposed to do. And at some point in time, I'll probably just kick it into gear and jump on the elliptical and, and start uh, start getting some stamina back because I'm sure I've lost any stamina I had. But I gotta go on a I gotta go a hike. I've gotta go on a hike this this summer. Uh, my uncle. I don't know if I, I may have mentioned this before, but uh, my uncle, my like my only actual like really blood uncle, my mother's brother, uh, passed away, and uh, like my. You, my wife asked me, and she's asked me a couple times, if there's anything that I regretted, like anything I regret from, just anything from growing up, from uh, from everything else, you know, not spending. Like my uncle, my uncle and my brother really, like they were, they were, they're probably the same person. Like they're they're probably two halves of the same soul, to be perfectly honest. And not that I didn't, not that I didn't relate to my uncle. I loved him. He was a you know he was a great guy. He's a freaking genius. And I guess that's what I kind of, I, I, I both loved and hated because he was a genius, but he just, he never, he never did anything with it. Like he, he was, like you talk to him and like, if you caught him right after he baked out, you would have some of the best conversations in the world. Just, uh, just profound thought provoking stuff. You wouldn't have to be high yourself. You would just have to be near him when he's high and you just get some thought provoking stuff out of him. He was just a, was a genuinely smart guy. Loved history. I did not get that from him. I probably should have. Not that I don't like history. I like history, but, you know, teachers in school really uh, cut me down from really liking history. We'll just call him the Polak. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, my uncle, he was just, uh, just an absolute freaking genius and an absolute utter moron at the same time. But, anyways, again, digressing. So he died, and, uh, and his request was to, to my brother was to hike a mountain, one of his favorite mountains, and spread his ashes. So, you know, my, my brother saying, hey, look, you know, he's our uncle. That's what he wanted. And I said, oh, dude, you know, hike. Easy. Let's do it. So uh, this summer we're supposed to be hiking out. And I think Gravemind's going to join us. Uh, I, I, I'm still looking at uh, plane tickets for him to see how I could get over here. Uh, he's already willing to drive over here, which is, is cool. I just got to get him a date. But yeah, we're gonna you know we're gonna hike to the top of a mountain. I'm going to crack a beer. We're going to spread my uncle's ashes, which I guess is kind of somber and morbid right now. But yeah, I mean that's what we're gonna do this summer. And then Grave might want to go on a camping trip. You want to go on a winter camping trip, which like I love the winter. I love camping. I love camping in the winter because it is a whole like it is another ball game. Like camping in the summer, camping in the spring, camping in the fall. Easy peasy. Like, super easy. You know, you get a fire going, it's cake. But man, camping in the winter, especially in New York, that's where I'm, that's where I'm originally from, is from New York. Camping in the winter there, you know, you uh, there, there could be no snow on the ground wherever you are. And you hike up a thousand feet, and you're waist deep in snow. So getting a fire going at that point in time is tough. Keeping a fire going is virtually impossible. But man, you get a fire going, like you you get out there, and you get that fire going. Like you're you're in you're in waist deep snow, you dig out a pit, and you get that fire going, and and you keep it going all night, and you just I don't know, man, you just feel like you you've accomplished something. It's the simplest thing in the world. It has like 
in the grand scheme of things, it's a pinprick. It's not even a pinprick. It's a, it's a molecule. It's an atom's worth of difference that you've made. But man, for for yourself, it, it's the absolute world. Like you've just you've just done something that, man, like this, like few people can still say that they can do. Like I dare I dare you to walk into a mall and just randomly pick a person and say, could you camp? in waist-deep snow, and see what they say. So I'll, I'll put money on it, saying that they would not be able to do it. They, 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 they would probably waffle for a little bit, be like, well, I mean, I've been camping before, I could probably do it. But then when you primarily press them, you're in waist-deep snow, and you friggin', you can't find wood. Like, are you able to camp there? And they'd probably be like, nah, you know what, you're right, I probably can't. You know, just, just being able to accomplish that. And I've, I've done it, God, maybe a handful of times. And it's each time I do it, it's it's always, man. You always feel like it's it's a huge accomplishment, like just just being able to to survive that. And it's a, it's a self it's a self situation, like it's a self made situation. It's not like you got caught out there for any reason. You're like, oh god, I'm really stuck out here. No, you just you just do it, to do it. You know, just uh, you go out there and you just to see if you can. Man, there's been a couple of times where I've been stuck out and. I thought, oh crap, <laughs> this is dumb. I've really, I've really screwed up this time, but I've always made it out, and that's been alone. So, I mean, going with a second person, I think, uh, I think we'll be okay. But yeah, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a fun, fun end of the year. You know, figure go out in December or something, not like like January, or February, where you get the deep freeze, but go go in like December where there's snow in the mountains, it's cold, throw some difficulties out there. Like I've camped in. I've camped in late January, and late January in New York is not a time to be camping. You know, it, it just, it, it, it's 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 no cotton. It's all synthetic fibers. Uh, it's layers upon layers. It's, uh, you know, it's it's heat management, which that's a weird, that's a weird concept, heat management. You know, you just think, let me throw in a bunch of layers. I'll go out hiking. I'll be fine. I'll be warm. But especially for those people who wear cotton, like cotton, cotton is is great. You know, cotton's a great insulator. It, it it will keep you warm. But one of the big things about cotton is that as soon as you start sweating, as soon as moisture gets in it, you know, the movement is going to keep all that that liquid away from your body, so it doesn't cool you down. But as soon as you stop, all of that liquid that's in that cotton immediately rushes back to your body, and and it makes you cold. Like it makes you cold quick, and uh, and, and that's. That's really the dangerous spot right there. You get out there and you're not thinking. You stop for 10, 15 minutes thinking, oh, yeah, I'll just take a quick rest here. And you don't even think about it. Like, you don't think, oh, yeah, I'm going to get so cold I can't move. But it can happen. Like, it can happen. I had a friend of mine out. We'll just, uh, I don't know, we'll call him Kurgan. Him and his, uh, his girlfriend. We went out there and I told him. I was like, look, no cotton. All synthetic fiber suit. I don't want to be. I don't want to be dragging a dead body off this mountain. And he was, I love the man, but he was not a smart guy. He did not listen very well. And sure enough, they went out there and they they were wearing layers upon layers of of, of undershirts and long underwear, all made out of cotton. And uh, <laughs> we got out there, we got hiking. We were probably about two or three miles in, and all of a sudden, you know, like all right, you know, let, let's take a quick rest here. Let's just let's just stop, catch our breath. Uh, you know, we got we got a mile and a half, two miles to go. Let's just stop here and chill. 
And we stopped, and uh, almost immediately upon stopping, I saw her start to shiver. And I look over, and I'm going, all right, well, she's shivering. She's cold. It is cold. You know, it was, I don't know, negative 10, negative 5, negative 10, something like that, uh, without the wind. And I'm like, all right, well, she's cold. That's okay. We're, we're, it's not the end of the world. And uh, after about five minutes of stopping, I, I saw her stop shivering. And it didn't didn't quite catch on. Like, I didn't it didn't click in my head. Hey, she was shivering, and now she's stopped, and we've done nothing to generate heat. And I look over, and all of a sudden I'm like, hey, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just a little cold. I'm like, uh, like, how cold? Are you numb? Like, no, I don't think I'm numb. And then, you know, she starts, like, pressing her fingers and stuff. And I'm like, your lips are blue. And all of a sudden, my friend uh, Kurgan looks over and he's like, yeah, man, yeah, your, your lips are really blue. And I'm looking at him and he's, like, literally, like, he, he's almost blurry how hard he's shaking. And I'm like, uh, dude, what are you wearing? And he looks at me and he's like, clothes, you know, T-shirt. I got jeans under my snow pants. And I'm like, uh, dude, are you wearing a whole bunch of cotton? It's like, I, I don't know. I'm like, my, I don't know what t-shirts are made out of. I'm like, t-shirts are typically cotton, dude. It's like, okay, no, I'm probably wearing cotton. I'm like, dude, I told you, synthetic fibers. You got to wick this this fluid away from your body. It's like, I mean, I'm, I'm fine. And I look over at her and like literally her lips, like it's, it's hard to describe unless you've seen it. Like Google hypothermia and, and you'll see like just that blue color. Like, it's almost the color of somebody when they've died and, and you see all the blood is drained from, from their face. Like, it's almost that color. And it's really unnerving when you when you see it and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> I literally thought, I'm thinking to myself, oh, crap, I'm, I'm, I'm going to drag a dead body off this mountain, aren't I? Like, I'm really, I'm really going to drag a dead body off this I don't, I, this, this, this is not going to happen. So I'm like, all right, everybody, up, oh, come on, let's go. I'm like, come on, start, start, start. And literally, I'm, I'm like, forcing them to jump up and down and i'm literally i'm picking her up and making her move like that's how much i'm forcing them to move and i'm like we're, we're getting off this mountain I'm like no no we're almost there i'm like no we're getting off this mountain like there's there's that's that's decided we're off this mountain now and uh we literally we got back we got down to the car and uh i was like you got any dry clothes i was like if you got dry clothes change into them now get in the back seat change into them now and she's like, no, I'm fine. I'm like, no, I'm dead serious. Change into dry clothes now. I'm like, I'm not gonna, nobody's going to look back at you. Your, your privacy is concealed. Just just go change now. Uh, I got in the car, turned it on, cranked the heat up. I'm sitting there revving the engine out to try to get the car warm up, warm, to warm up quick enough. And, uh, and yeah, man, I was like, I, I was genuinely scared. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I typically don't. I guess this kind of callous. I don't typically don't care about like other people's decisions. If they decide stupidly, then my opinion is, hey, look, they made a bad decision. They gotta live with it now. But uh, you know, it was one of those things of, well, crap. I, I brought them there. I told them they were gonna be safe, and and now I felt it was on me, because you know because <laughs> they were literally in the, in the in the in in the latter stages of hypothermia, like they. God, what was it? What was it that really tipped me off on the way back? Like she was saying something, and I can't remember what she was saying, but I just remember clicking in my head and me going, "She's tripping. She's tripping hard right now. We got to get off this mountain." It was just uh, it was a bad day, but that is not not gonna happen when Grave Mind and I go out because we're gonna go out. We're gonna go out paired. 
we're gonna get a you know we're, well I've got we got a tent so as long as as long as it's not like stupid windy we should be good and the place I'm thinking to go camp I think we'll be good uh, it's a it's not it's not a super far hike and and we're gonna fresh water there so we'll have water access and I think it'll be a, as long as we don't get too far off the trail and if we get too far off the trail I bushwhacked almost that entire mountain and I say almost because there's always something you haven't done on it. But uh, I bushwhacked almost the entire mountain. So I think I think we'll be good. Oh, man. Well, I didn't even get into any articles yet. So uh, let's let's take a look at some articles here. What do we got going on? Uh, nah, we're not doing booze reviews. Oh, there we go. No Man's Sky. I was already talking about it, but guess what? We're talking about it again. No Man's Sky has got a, a cool update in it. And, man, I just love where they're going with this. Uh, I... I no Man's Sky will probably have me for quite some time. Uh, but anyway, so they've incorporated a new update where they have, and I'm putting in quotes, living ships. Now, I don't know if any of you are the old, are fans of the old Star Wars Extended Universe, especially the New Jedi Order, where they introduced the Uzen Vong, or Uzen Vong, depending on how you like to enunciate it. Uh, the Uzen Vong were a force neutral race and literally by, by force neutral they the force did not affect them so they were you know it was just it was a wild concept especially at the time they they hated machinery they hated all tech all of their tech and i do in quotes again all of their tech was organic so their spears their staves that they used were actually like snakes that they commanded to go rigid and they would use as a spear and then they would go uh, I say flaccid, and they would use it as a whip or as, a, as an actual snake. They had uh, spacesuits that were literally a parasitic organism that they had put around their body that would protect them from the void of space. Uh, for for air, to breathe air, they actually had this symbiotic creature that they would put over their face, and it would literally feed down into their lungs, and as they would breathe out, it would breathe that in and it would ex it was like a plant almost, but it was an organism that they put over their face. It was just so wild. And their ships were actually grown. Uh, the best thing to describe would be like coral. And, uh, and that's what, when I saw these living ships, first thing that came to mind was, Oh man, I get to walk around and be the Uzen Vong. This is going to be boss. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about jumping to that. I've been playing for a bit. I haven't found any yet. I don't even know if this, uh, if this update is alive, to be perfectly honest, I just really skimmed the article. And that's pretty shame on me. I should have read the whole article before I started talking about it. But I skimmed the article, watched a video on it, and uh, I'm super excited. I can't wait to see what this thing looks like. Uh, I'm not going to get into the to Daymox uh, Ampre, the, the RTX Ampre um, cards that are coming out from nvidia nvidia has been talking about ampre for a while and and i like the architecture when you look at it the architecture just blows me away and i'm really interested in it but i don't want to talk out of my ass so i'm gonna hold back and wait for damoc to come in and talk about that because i'm sure he's gonna have a bunch to say and he's gonna be our uh, our new tech correspondent so we're gonna be living that uh Zyver posted an article and, and this is where it comes into a leak a leak i quote uh, of PS5 could be Sony's last gaming console. Well, look, we all know cloud is where things are going. Uh, if, if you're in the tech industry, it's it just, it's, 
it's the way it's going to be. Like it, it's the future. Cloud is the future, and uh, Nvi- er, Nvidia is jumping on board with this with their GeForce Now Go or whatever it's called, and Google's jumping on board with this with Stadia. It really is the way to go. And uh, I mean to say that this is going to be the last console console. Not council. Are we in the Republic here? Uh, it's, this is going to be the last console. I don't know. Like, I could believe it, especially with a 10-year cycle. I think, you know, in 10 years, we could probably all switch to streaming. And, uh, you know, they might have, like, a, a segmented thing where you can, and I put in air quotes, download the game to your box. But, uh, I mean, streaming just makes things so much easier. I mean, shit. NVIDIA was running their uh, GeForce Now, or not NVIDIA, but somebody was running their GeForce Now off of uh, a Chromebook. Playing high-end games off of a Chromebook. A Chromebook is not a gaming machine. It's just wild. It's wild to think that we're we're getting to that day and age. Uh, Technology, it's not 100%. It still leaves some wanting. And for those diehard people, you're probably not going to get them to go down that route. But man, for the majority, for the casual, man, for the casual player, it's a great time to be alive. It really is. Now, for those people who are going to have data caps, I feel sorry for them. Because that's going to be a pain when it comes down to the future. Because if data caps go everywhere and everything's turning streaming, people are going to scream and cry. So yeah, they really should work it out. Because they should let gaming really go full-on streaming, like 100% streaming. And then throw data caps on there. And then force people to like pay for that extra extra data usage. That's a way to make money. Now I don't, I mean, okay, look. I'm the consumer. I want everything cheap to me. But uh, I mean, from a financial standpoint, from an economic standpoint, from a from a business standpoint. Dude, if, you got, if, if those ISPs can hold off long enough before they throw data caps on everything, they could make some bank. Like they could really make some money. It was, it's just exactly like... You know, Verizon did with, uh, or not Verizon, all, really all the major companies did when they had data, you know. They added on data there, and really for a while there, you could get as much data as you wanted, and it wasn't that big of an issue. And then they started putting out the tiered plans. And, oh, you can get 6 gigs or 10 gigs for this much. And, and then they started trimming that down. Oh, you could get 2 gig plans. And it really started to gouge you on uh, on overages. But, uh yeah, I'm actually surprised that ISPs haven't gone that way sooner. Like, oh, I didn't jump on. But man, I mean, when it comes to, like, this is a good time for them to hold off just that little bit longer and then really come in and gouge them because, man, you get those hardcore gamers that are spending thousands of dollars on a game like Mobile Strike. I mean, you could you could just be making bank off off of that so much. Like, there's so much untapped potential there when it comes to when it comes to funds there. All right, what else we got here? Any booze news? No, no good booze news. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk about the, the union thing later because uh, Kickstarter, they, uh, the, the workers for Kickstarter actually formed a, one of the first tech unions. Actually, no, screw that. I'll talk about it now because I don't have any opposition now. But, uh, I mean, think about that for a second. The first tech union. Or the first union in the tech industry, I guess, is the, is the proper way to say it. I just that's a wild thought. Like unions were were huge for quite some time, and unions are still out there, and they're still pretty big. But the first union in the tech industry, I mean, the tech industry has been the wild west for a long time, and I don't know how I feel about it. Like, like, 
Okay, so from a worker's point of view, a union can stabilize a lot of things. You know, there there's there would be kind of an evenness across it. You know, a union gets involved, and they uh, you know they're your negotiating power. And just just like everything else in the world, you know, if you've got one person screaming and yelling, people tend to just ignore them. But if you got the power of a hundred people, or a thousand people, or a hundred thousand people screaming and yelling, all of a sudden that voice is a little bit more heard. I mean, whether you like unions or not, that's that's what they do. You know, they're they're a collective voice for whoever the workers are. Now, not all unions are great. The idea, okay, let me rephrase: the idea of unions, I, I think I can get behind. It's just the implementation where people really just, uh, you know, it's that whole thing. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's where people just start going down that route of uh, of not really listening to their their group of people. I guess I don't know the the idea of unions. I think I dig. It's just the the idea of uh, it's just like I guess organized organized anything. You know, you just you're you're trying to let other people speak for you, and you hope that they're speaking for you correctly. And then, yeah, you know, union dues, and you got to get into the other union shops. And I guess that's where it gets into a bit of a pain in the ass for people because you, know, you can't go work someplace unless you're part of that union. Like, that was a thing. Probably still is a thing. I just don't know about it. And that, I think, is, uh, I don't know, it'd be both positive and negative. If like, the, if, like, the main employer of a town was a union shop, like, you had to be part of that union, you didn't have a choice, I guess I would be a little bit irked about that. But otherwise, I think I'd be okay with it. What else we got here? What else do you want to hear about? Uh, oh, Verizon. So I am a I am a diehard Google Pixel user, but I have to agree that the advances, like the Google Pixel Two, I thought was a fantastic piece of machinery, but the three really was kind of lackluster. And, and I have a four, and I got to be perfectly honest, I can't notice that much of difference between my Google Two XL. And my Google Pixel 4. Like, if you put the two side by side, other than size, I don't really know that I would know that much of a difference. I I don't, I'm not cognitive of the features that are in the the Pixel 4 that the Pixel 2 XL didn't have. One thing I know of is that the fingerprint, like uh, the Pixel XL uh, 2 XL had the fingerprint system and the Google Pixel 4 uses face recognition. Which makes it a little bit more difficult because with the fingerprint recognition, I could at least use one of my toes as the fingerprint and then really make it hard for people to crack in. But now if, like, I'm asleep or something, somebody could just hold the phone and it scan my face and unlock my phone. Or even worse, like, geez, for, forever I've committed a crime. Which, I'm not a criminal, but if for any reason I ever did, they just would take my phone, point it at me to unlock it, and there you go, they got into my phone. Now, I'm not stupid enough to put any criminal activity in my phone. But if somebody was stupid enough to put criminal activity in their phone, they'd be able to unlock the phone. I don't know. So I don't, I don't think face recognition is really the way to go. But I could see the fingerprint, like removing that fingerprint, using that, removing that biometrics, reducing the cost of the phone. And I guess that would be a positive because I guess, I don't know, that's just another thing to break. You know, if the camera breaks, oh Christ, you know, if the camera breaks, you're, you're really up for shit. Uh, what do we got on uh, WTF? Oh, man. I You know, I was just reading this article before I uh, started recording here, and I should have read the whole thing, but uh, it's Plymouth Rock gets vandalized just before the 400th anniversary. Now, like, I'm okay with, with expression and, and whatnot, but, I mean, why do something like that? It's kind of like when I heard about Stonehenge. Like, when, when I, 
Okay, so I have only ever been to Stonehenge once when the gates weren't up, and that was on the solstice. And that was badass. My wife set it up. Totally badass. I'm going to do it again in the future. Like, I'm going to do it again. That's going to happen. Uh, maybe I'll go for the summer solstice this time instead of the winter solstice. But it's stuff like this that that forces things like that. Like, like in Stonehenge, they're... Uh, they literally have gates up so that you can't get up to the stones. And I know that, like, my dad was telling me about him going to Stonehenge and literally being able to walk right up to him. But all the vandalism and people chipping or parts of the rock off, like, uh, it's just like, like, I don't know. It, it's, 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 I guess, a level of respect for me. You know, that, that's a that's a historic monument. That's, that's, that's something that you know, thousands of years ago, or however the hell long it was, hundreds of years ago, I don't know. I'm drunk right now, so I'm not really remembering how long ago Stonehenge was. But uh, however long ago it was, somebody put those things there however long ago. And that in like a span of like 20 years, 20 or 30 years, it, it had reduced in size by like 3%. Like, it's, like that may not seem like much. Oh, geez, 3%. That's not that bad. Dude, 3%? Like that's a, that's that's a lot, man. That's a lot. Take 3% of your income and just throw it away. All right? Take 3% of your house and just chop it off. Take 3% of your leg and just get rid of it. You know, put it into perspective here, man. That's like when people do things like this where they they paint something, vandalize something, or just, you know. I don't get it. Like, what's the message that you're really trying trying to give there? And man, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you happen to be one of those people that vandalized, tell me. Tell me why he did it. Because I'm genuinely interested. Like, I, I, I want to know what would motivate somebody. And I'm a reason, I, I, I find myself, or I, I feel that I'm a fairly reasonable person. And that I, I have, I'm, I'm a fairly stubborn person too. I mean, I have my own kind of thoughts in my head. But if somebody comes to me and has a, a reasonable argument, I'll entertain it. And, and, Oftentimes, like I, that's why I love arguing because oftentimes somebody will tell me something that it will literally change my point of view. And, and it may not change my point of view at that very instant. Could be a day later, a week later, a month later, a year later, a decade later, who knows? But it does. It, it, that, that's why, that's why I enjoy, that's why I enjoy counter arguments. So I, that's why I enjoy people who have different points of view than me because I, 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 I can't learn otherwise. Like I, I can read books all day long and, and be like, oh yeah, yeah, I agree with that, or yeah, yeah, I agree with that, or or whatever. But I can't like you know, there's that human interaction of of just getting somebody's idea and then and then like countering it and be like, well, what about this? Yeah, but you didn't think of it this way. And it just it it, it creates a I don't know, it creates just a flow in the brain that really just gets you gets you moving, gets you shaking, gets you. That you're looking at things from different angles. I don't know. It, it's tough to find somebody who just genuinely likes to argue. But I guess not argue. Argue is not the right word. Debate. That's the, that's the, that's actually, you know, that's one of my uncle's words. Debate. Uh, and he always called me the great debater because I always loved to debate any topic. Uh, even if, <laughs> even if I didn't know absolute dick about the topic, I would debate it. Just because, just because, like, like, like you can get, you can not only learn a lot about somebody else, but you can really get a lot of great information 
by just simply taking an opposition to somebody's opinion. And if that person is open to discussing that opinion, then you really can, you really have an opportunity to learn there. Like, like, like I'll, I'll give you a, for instance, um, I'll give you, for instance, the opposite. I was talking to somebody at work and they, they went on and on about how they were very open-minded and they liked to, they liked to talk to a specific person because they were open-minded as well. And they were on one side of a political argument and, and the other person was on the other side of the political argument. And it would really get them, allow them to think, and then they, you know, they, they would really, really get their thought, thought going about it. Uh, but then after talking to the person for about five minutes, I realized that they were just a diehard supporter of their argument. Like they, they didn't have an open mind. They, they, they didn't, they didn't want to see anything from a different angle, no matter how much evidence was given. Uh, and, and they're, you know, I, I mean, there was some pretty compelling evidence given, not not only by me, but by a couple other people that were listening in the argument. But there's some pretty compelling evidence given. But they were they were very diehard against that, and and a debate with that type of person doesn't really get you anywhere. I mean, it gets it gets you somewhere because you're then able to identify. Okay, that's what an asshole sounds like, and I I, I say that well, no, I say that bluntly. I mean, that's what an asshole sounds like. And I'm an asshole sometimes, too. I'm an asshole most of the times. In fact, that's probably one of my best qualities is that I'm an asshole. But, you know, you, you get to identify that pretty quick of like, oh, this guy doesn't want to debate. This guy just wants to talk about his opinion. And that's it. All right. Well, you know, and, and you get you meet those people and you can either do one of two things you, or one of three things, really. You can let them go on and on and just let them go about it. Um, you can actually try to debate with them. Which I'll give you a spoiler alert. It's futile. Don't do it. <laughs> it just, it's, you're only going to walk away frustrated. Um, or three, you can like just really tear apart their entire argument and tear them down. But again, even if you do that, like it doesn't, it doesn't benefit you. It doesn't benefit them. It's just really a lose situation no matter what. So when you find those people, you just, you got to kind of back away slowly. You just got to just smile and nod and just find a way out of that discussion because it's not going to go anywhere good. It's not going to be thought provoking. It's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be helpful. Yeah. Anyways, Plymouth Rock. I don't, even, I don't even know how I got from, oh yeah, I know it was. Yeah. I remember it. I caught up, but yeah, I don't think there's any other news. Generally geeky. You got anything good up here? Oh, you know what? Actually, if you're on our discord, we had a great article and I'm saying it's great because I posted it and I'm, I'm egotistical and of course i have to toast something that i posted because it's fantastic actually this thing that i posted here about the 80s aerobic video is pretty good too but anyway sorry sorry okay so anyways <laughs> we had a great article posted here it was a video of how to spot fake n64 cartridges um if you're a retro game collector i i strongly suggest watching it that's not passive aggressiveness i really i really feel you should watch this if you're a retro gamer um, and you're a collector in any way, shape, or form. Watch this video because it goes over a lot of a lot of obvious things. Like you look at it and you go, "Oh, of course I would notice that," but you you know you might not. Uh, and, and and an ounce of research really would help you from getting duped, uh, and as well as bring one of those screwdrivers. You know what screwdrivers I'm talking about. And if you don't watch the video, you'll know. Anyways, we hope you enjoyed the show. Oh crap! Hold on, I can't break into that yet, can I? Where can you find me? 
Well, other than listening to this show, you can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier, everywhere else. Ustream, Mixer, uh, Twitch, Facebook, Discord, all the main places. I'm actually on Snapchat now on Cecil Xavier. Uh, long story how I got there, but add me there. I don't care. Uh, if I'm not someplace, let me know. I'll go there, too. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. You can find us on services like Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, YourListen, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a bunch of other ones that I really can't remember. But uh, yeah, we're there. So go check us out. If we're not someplace, let us know. We'll upload there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Just search at GNA Podcast, all one word. You can join the Discord chat. Just look at that pinned tweet. That's how you find, that's how you find us. We partnered with Humble Bundle. I'll go. I, just look, I'm not going to do the whole spiel. Humble Bundle, it's a great place. You donate to charity when you, uh, when you buy bundles off of there. Put that question mark partner equals GNA Podcast at the end. That's how they, that's how they know that we sent you there. Uh, there's a little slider at the bottom that asks you where to put your money. Put all that down to zero. We don't, at least for GNA Podcast, we don't want your money. Um, I mean, I've made a whole business out of this thing, but I'm not doing it to make money. Uh, I'm doing it because I like doing it, and if we can donate to charity in the process, that's that's a double whammy to me. So that's why we do it. I'll put that question mark partner equals GNA Podcast at the end there. Slide that GNA Podcast bar down to zero. We don't want your money. And yeah, go donate some uh, some to the charity. We're donating to Extra Life. That's our charity. Uh, we'll do a extra knife, twenty four hour str- uh, extra knife, extra life, twenty four hour charity stream every single year in November. We jump on that. Uh, last year was a bit pra- uh, problematic, only because uh, somebody DDoSed like the whole Extra Life site. It was it was a, it was a show. But uh, anyway, do you like anime? We like anime. Join us every Wednesday night at 19.30 Eastern Time uh, for anime with Blue Shark at www.rabbit.it forward slash GNA podcast. Uh, we do a horror movie night every second Saturday a month hosted by Zyberblood. Zyberblood? Oh boy, this room is kicking in. Good thing I'm ending the show. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, second Saturday a month, horror movie night. I don't know what movies we're watching coming up. We watched Piranha 3D and something else. I've forgotten it already. Um, I was helping Josh Valtrez with his, his thing by, by being in his, uh, in his cast. We do game show night every first Saturday of the month. www.mixer.com forward slash GNA podcast. Check out our good friends, Brian and Susan Langell over at TPC Gaming. And uh, check out Josh Vall Trades over at uh, www.twitch.tv forward slash Josh underscore trades. Great guy. Younger community. So if you're a younger folk and uh, you want a community to try to fit in with, Josh is that community. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our artwork and logo. Check him out at morganbs.com. I don't think he's updated his website in a bit, but he's still a pretty uh, pretty cool photographer. Email us at gnapodcast at gnaandyourdna.one with questions, comments, death threats. We don't care. We'd love to hear from you. And this one's for you, Daymark, because I know you're listening. So check out our website at www.gnapodcast.com. 
Have a good night, all. That really hurt. <laughs> <laughs>